A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. He said in reply, I will not. But afterwards, changed his mind and went. The man came to the other son and gave the same order. He said in reply, Yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, The first. Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Last week we heard about God's unfairness and that God's unfairness paying the worker that came to the vineyard at the last hour and the same as the vineyard that came in the first hour was really good news because God is so much more gracious and so much more gives so much more than any of us ever deserve, right? God's love is abounding and he's so generous today we have a parable of two brothers that report to jesus and and jesus asks them both to go to work in the vineyard the first one says that he will not do it but then later he repents he repents and turns from his way and goes and works in the vineyard the other vin the brother eagerly says, Yes, I'll do it. That's me. I'll do it. But then he just never quite gets around to it. Never quite gets around to it. Kind of reminds me of what happens on my days off sometimes when I have a long list of things that I got to do, but I just quite don't get around to it. You know, our holy mass began today with a call to repentance. We said, I confess to you, Almighty God, that I have greatly sinned through my own fault, through my own fault, through my most grievous fault. God calls us to repent, to report to the vineyard of our soul. The vineyard of our soul is what we are called to do. 
That's where holiness, the work of holiness takes place when we turn inward. Paul tells us what that picture of holiness is supposed to look like in our second reading. He said, do nothing out of selfishness, out of selfishness or vain glory. Rather, humbly, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves. That's the prescription for Christian holiness, right there, that sentence. But it's very hard for us to put that into practice. Easier said than done sometimes. Why? Because selfishness is part of our sin nature that we have to battle, all of us, including myself, every day have to battle against that. And to truly live that way, the only way that we can live that way is to embrace the abundant grace that God gives to each one of us at baptism. It is only through grace that we can achieve that. We are surrounded, even if we do achieve some of that virtue, of that virtue, we live in a world where people are more self-centered. We live in a world where it's, you have to be number one. And number two, you are a loser. So it encourages us to be selfish. We live in this world that encourages us to be selfish. So what is the answer? What is the answer? We can't control other people, can we? That's a circumstance. I think the answer is for each one of us, again, to, to invite the delightful guest of our souls, the Holy Spirit, who's called the Sanctifier. Invite him to come into our lives and chisel out those things that need to go. And if you're honest and you truly look within, you'll find many areas that need to change. We're invited, though, to work in that vineyard of our soul today. Achieving this kind of self-awareness is really a very, very significant step in our faith journey. I read something this week in my morning meditations. I always like to read Bishop Barron. And he talked about a screenwriter and playwright, William Nicholson, who once wrote that God does not necessarily want us to be happy. He wants us to be lovable, worthy of love, and able to be loved by him. What makes people hard to love? It's called selfishness. Selfish people are hard to love because so little love comes out of them. That is our challenge right there. We have to become love ourselves. And if we do, that is exactly how we will most effectively change the world. God even calls each of us to love others in such a way that when we do, we then become lovable ourselves. St. Francis of Assisi, I think, had it right in the prayer of St. Francis. He said, 
Father, may I not so much seek to be loved as to love, to give as to receive as to give. For it is in loving that we are born to eternal life. It is in dying to ourselves that we are born to eternal life. That's dying that Jesus showed us in, and Paul shows us in that second reading that Jesus did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at. Rather, he emptied himself, becoming like us in every way, obedient to death, death on the cross. The cross represents what love is. It love is sacrifice. And that is not how the world defines love at all, is it? That definition of sacrifice, of being other-centered, of emptying ourselves, of being complete, coming in complete humility and being a slave to somebody else is not what the world says love is. I mean, if you look at our television right there and you spend any time my wife and I were just talking today. We were like, we should just get rid of cable. This is ridiculous. I mean, they paint love as a lot of me, 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 right? And you see moms and dads and any authority figures disrespected and looked at like complete idiots. And then you see a whole lot more lust than you do love. This idea of love what feels good to me is really why we have so much problems with drugs and alcohol and certainly how and why criminology is so rampant in our society today. As Bishop Barron says that he said perhaps more than ever today people are suffering from what the hymn calls sin sick souls. The great salve for all these wounds is Jesus Christ. But who will bring this salve to a hurting world? Who will do it? It's got to be you and me. It's got to be us. And it begins with our own conversion. And there is a cure for each one of us. It is the church. As Pope Francis tells us, that the church is not a museum of saints, but a hospital for sinners. The thing that the church needs most today is the ability to heal wounds and to warm the hearts of the faithful, he says. It needs nearness of proximity. I see a church, he says, as a field hospital. The work of the vineyard is to enter into the divine intimacy of true communion with God. The great physician, Jesus, is there waiting, and he wants us to grow in this closeness to him through our daily prayer, through reading the scriptures, and through frequent, frequent participation in the sacraments, most especially the sacrament of reconciliation and the Holy Eucharist. We are so deeply loved by God 
And that love elicits a response from each one of us. May we come closer to God. And may we share that love with others in our environment as we come closer and we can have a conversion of our own hearts. Let's receive him now. Let's receive the word of God made flesh. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to sanctify our souls and to transform our selfishness into the image and likeness of Christ's selfless love. If we respond to that grace that God offers, our lives will show that we have something way beyond what the world can offer. May our lives show others in our workplace, in our environments, many different environments, someone that follows Jesus Christ and whose love of Jesus has changed and transformed our own lives. And then they can see that Jesus can transform and change their lives. Amen.